0: So I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm on season five of this, this podcast, this thing that I started out of my husband's office and brought people in firsthand. And we've been doing a video podcast for the last five years. So we were kind of ahead of the gang on video podcasting or vodcasting, we like to call it. But at that first year mark, all I was doing was having conversations with people I knew. I knew they had incredible testimonies that glorified God, and I wanted to secure their story, and I wanted to share it to just testify what God does when it comes to transformations and how good He is, how sovereign He is, and how alive and active He is in so many different people's lives. And today, I got to have one of those like full circle moments, not just for where the podcast has been, but also where my life trajectory has been. We brought on one of my husband's really great friends from his youth. Years, His wandering years, I like to call them in my book, Always Becoming. I have my wandering years too. And Brandon and his beautiful bride, Amanda, have come in such a, an amazing awareness to who God is in their lives. And they share their story vulnerably on the hardships and the heartaches that occurred in their marriage, in their business, in their lives, and where they are now. And it gives such golden nuggets towards business growth because their heart is really towards the marketplace ministry side and helping People and businesses with the financial success pattern that doesn't allow them or, or require them to sacrifice the important priorities of their life. And I know that this is going to bless you. It's going to bless you from an understanding of your own personal identity, perhaps convict you on a couple of things in the best way, in a correction way, in a our hands are upright with you, not a pointing of fingers, but to provide further freedom and to truly get away from the limiting beliefs that are keeping you capped and away from this life of abundance that Christ promised. And so I just know that you're going to love this combo. I know you're going to love my friends. And honestly, it was so just uh, reminiscent. And I think it's important for us to do things like that in our life that cause this, this nostalgia because it it goes to show you again, you'll hear in this episode, like where I was and where I am now is so different. And I know it's the same for you, but we're always becoming right. And so it's fun to see where this is going to lead. And when we come back 10 years from now, and I'm 15 years into the podcast, you guys are going to get to see how there's another full circle moment because God likes to work in cycles and we're in a really sweet season of coming back to the rebirth cycle over and over again while this revival is taking place. So thank you for tuning in, Amanda and Brandon. Thank you for being here. You guys got to check out their links and get connected with them on Facebook and surely share out this podcast and let us know, let us know like what blessed you the most um, by leaving a comment, leaving a review. We highly, highly, appreciate you. And I'm just so grateful that you're still listening. And if it's your first time, enjoy. listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi. Teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So, while it's not a fitness podcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Fit in Faith podcast. I am so excited to introduce these two. One, because it's the first time that uh, I get to do so formally while also meeting this new version of self. We actually go way back to the good old days. Actually, I think we're living in the good old days now. But way back to our previous sense of self, me and Brandon are connected through my amazing Gary Hot hubby. You guys know him as, and uh, Amanda is his beautiful bride. And it's been such a journey of evolution for both of us. And I am so excited for the two of you guys to share your marriage, your home front, your heart set, your business growth because you guys have been living a real. Wild ride, and I've been watching it center stage unfold via Facebook. Thank you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> but today, Brandon and Amanda, we're just so grateful to have you here, and I'm so glad how God just brings us back together. And this really feels like a full circle moment, so I can't wait to broadcast it out to all of our friends, our old ones and their current ones.
1: Yeah, we're so excited to be here.
2: Yeah, for sure. Man, Isn't it is so cool, Tamara. It's so cool how God works because here's the thing: is we were connected before, yep. completely different than we are now. We go our separate ways, and when we come back together, we're completely transformed.
0: Yeah, wildly, like so wildly, cool. and and that's like the most beautiful thing about redemption. Right. And I see pictures of my old self and I'm sure you feel the same where you're like, who is that person? Or you feel sad for that person. Mind you, that sadness led to revival. And so it feels like it just feels so hope filled for other people to know that it's possible. And I hope that as people listen to this show today and they hear your all story, that they feel that sense of hope and that sense of possibility for themselves.
2: Yeah. You know, when I look back at the person that I used to be, and you know how wild I was, I mean, that was an interesting stage, right? But yep. the reality is I was just hungry for fulfillment.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was hungry to feel peace and joy and love and worthiness and all those things. And now I know that the only thing that can thirst that quench is Jesus, you know? Yeah. And it's so cool.
0: It's, you know, it's completely so cool. true. This morning, we've been talking a lot through different ah! mediums of social <laughs> is uh, this idea of the fig tree. And what transpired with the fig tree in Mark and multiple other places in the Bible, um, where from the outside looking in, right, like Brandon, you had a career, you had all the um, glitz and glam and the the goodness of like fellowship, though it was just like surface level friendship at the time. um, And even money, right? I feel like because of what you were doing for work, you were able to like be a different at a different caliber at such a young age, which God was just sharpening you. He was shaping you for what you and what you and Amanda now have um, being able to steward your finances. But it's so, it's just so crazy to know that what was is no longer like we literally had a dying of self season. And so even as I see you and I see what's what God's doing in your life, it's really, I just see so much of God. It's just like, I don't need to know your name. I don't need to have your face. I just see you guys glorifying God everywhere you go. And there it's hard to do that both as a married entity and also through the way and shape because your marketplace minister is no different than I am. So let's let's get into the the meat and potatoes. Where are you guys going? Right?
2: Let's do this. You lead the conversation. Whatever questions you have, we're here. We're an open yeah. book. We are an
3: open yeah, book. Yeah so
0: I guess knowing no. that so much of our community is uh discussing business and faith and the combination of both and knowing that you had this starting point that was Probably no different than a majority of our listeners, right? It was that 20-year-old time frame where you're just prodigal, you're hungry, and the world is giving you everything besides Jesus. Now, there are some people who are dishing out Jesus, but our our minds and our eyes were just fixated on something else. Talk about that individual journey, Brandon, and then how you ended up meeting Amanda shortly after you left here.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So when we knew each other, it was prior to me joining the Army. So I joined the army when, uh, I turned 21 and of course lived in Virginia beach at the time, you know, was born and raised there. Um, and you know, it's funny because when I look back at the reason that I joined the army, I thought I was joining the army because I wanted to change my life financially, but really that was like a vehicle that God was using to remove me from an environment that I needed to be removed from. So good. Um, But the thing is, is when I joined the military, the things that I was trying to get away from was legal trouble, uh, alcohol. Um, I grew up in a, you know, kind of a, a mentally and physically abusive environment as a kid. And so I think that internally, subconsciously, I was trying to kind of change the environment, you know, and trying to escape some of that old hurt and confusion you know, cause it was kind of associated, I guess, with like just the geographical area that I grew up in, you know, yeah. and so, but something funny happened when I joined the army because, you know, did I increase my income from what I was earning before? Well, I didn't have to do much to increase my income yeah. from what I was doing before. So that happened almost automatically, but the things that I was struggling with hadn't yet been fixed. Yeah. And so more money just made me more of who I was in a different environment. And so my drinking got worse. A lot of the things that I struggled with got worse. My anger and rage got worse. You know, some of the the toxic character traits that I had got worse. Yeah. And uh, here's the cool thing, though, you know, I'll just fast forward through this part because I could talk about, you know, the nine years that I was in the military for three days, probably. But yeah, um, but God used that, uh, you know, getting me in a vehicle that would then take me around the world and ultimately land me in Clarksville, Tennessee, where I met Amanda. Yeah. And even though there was struggle and trouble and all of that stuff kind of intermingled in, you know, even the the nine-year journey when I was in the military, all of those things ultimately, you know, were a part of God's bigger plan to number one, help me come to the, you know, the, the place and the understanding that I was searching for and, and seeking more and that something was missing because no matter what I did to try and fill a gap or fill a void or create joy, it was all just temporary. And I was always brought back to that feeling of emptiness and loneliness and all those things. But, you know, I kind of think about it as like jumping across rocks across the river to get to the other side. I know that you and Gary and and your kids are big adventurers, right? And so you guys know. And so I was just jumping across these rocks to ultimately land in Clarksville, Tennessee, where I would come into a relationship with Amanda and. Here's the thing is, I think that we even went to church a few times together when I lived in Virginia Beach, right? And so I would go there. And it's not like I wasn't a believer prior to meeting Amanda. I fully believed in God, but I grew up a very surface level Christian. And I think that, you know, unfortunately, and and by accident, a a lot of the body of Christ is that way, right? Like not really a super deep and meaningful understanding that there can be a real relationship with Jesus you know? And so I was kind of like a check the block rule follower Christian. Like I want to do more good than I do bad, you know? And so, um, so I believed, but when I came into a relationship with Amanda, she just went to, um, remove the troublesome puppy. who's going to sit here and bark at us (laughs) through through the glass office door. Um, but I, I came to a place when I met Amanda that I saw something so different about her and she had this just like peace and joy and Mm -hmm. it was so attractive to me. And She invited me to come to church with her family, and uh, I got baptized by water on a Sunday morning when I was hungover, and you know that that temporarily temporarily changed my life. I mean, I felt the peace of the Lord like I never had before, and and it was just God pulling me in closer and closer and closer and closer, and then there was just all of these relationships that He would drop in my life, and influences that He would drop in my life, and different things that I would come in contact with that He would drop in my life, and in January of 2017, um, I went to a business event. And I went there for business. You know, I I thank God. uh, I don't know if you know a lot about our, you know, my background growing up, but I grew up very lower middle class. And so, you know, I thought that money was the key to happiness. I thought, you know, building a successful business, being an entrepreneur, creating, you know, wealth was going to make me happy. And so, uh, you know, he put a, an industry in our life that gave us ceilingless income potential. And so we were excited about that and created some success in that. But ultimately, what that did was that got us in and around some other really strong Christian men. And I went to this men's event, and I won't go into all the details, but I wasn't there for business. Yeah, I was there because God orchestrated people to come in from all over the country. And I had these conversations with these men that helped me to realize that I believed in God, but I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. And that night I was set completely free and it changed everything about my life. So that's my story.
0: It's so good. And it's so simple, right? I think a lot of times we make things so complicated and it's that relationship that is the end all be all of our salvation and our opportunity to live in synchronicity with what heaven on earth is supposed to look like. Yeah. And so I know after Amanda has an opportunity to share that there's going to be the the different things the the walk of holiness, the walk of righteousness, the walk of like becoming more Christ like that transpires even from a baptism to a really meeting Jesus, even yeah. to a I'm a believer versus I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. There's differences. And I think the church needs this conversation so much. There's going to be people who check that box and go to church every Sunday, but they've never had an encounter. And so I'm prayerful that as we share our personal encounters, that they'll be able to have that in their own lives. So Amanda, you at at this point sound like the picture perfect, small town, Christian girl who just has this joy and transcendent peace. And you're just like awaiting your knight in shining armor and insert Brandon. Like, how did that happen? Because I'm sure your parents were like, wait, who's this guy, right? Talk to us about that whole journey. And even the evolution right before Brandon, as he got to share, what was your, you know, duration of Christianity? What did that look like as you were becoming?
1: Yeah. So, um, I actually told God I was completely done dating (laughs) and then I kid you not like two months after that, my friend's like, Hey, I know this great guy, Amanda, I really want to let's double date. I'm like, no, no, I'm done. I'm done with the dead end first dates. And then she's like, come on, he's really great. And I'm like, well, what is, what does he do? And she's like, he's in the military. And I'm like, no, nope. no, you know, that's on my list. No military. Like, yeah. And so anyways, I went on the date and here we are. <laughs>
0: So good. And so simple, y'all. I hope the simplicity aspect is so good. I had that on my list too, Amanda. My dad was trying to hook me up with all of his military guys that he was personal training. And I was like, nope, nope, nope. And it ended up that I ended up following suit with that. But I do know that there's so much richness in that lifestyle. And yet almost soon after that, right, you were already, how much sooner after that, Brandon, did you get out of the military?
2: You know, it's interesting because Amanda kind of told you the cliff notes version, the sparkly parts of our story. But when when we came into a relationship, I actually I actually, for whatever reason, ran from her for a while. Now, looking back, we know that's what it was. And it was just the things that still existed inside of me, you know, that uh, that I needed to be set free from, you know, really is what it was. Um, but God kept bringing us back together. So we lived in Clarksville, which is about an hour away from downtown Nashville, mm-hmm. 45 minutes, downtown Nashville in Tennessee. And of all the places that we could have run, in, run into each other, it was a Saturday night. There's probably a couple million people in wow. downtown Nashville. You know, yeah. not not literally a couple million, but, you know, probably 100,000 yeah, sure. people in downtown Nashville. And we end up in the same place at the same time.
0: Wow.
3: Yeah. And
2: that for me was like this undeniable confirmation that there was something there, you know? And so um very soon after that I asked you to be my girlfriend. This was probably this was probably what 2010? Yeah. Nine? Ten? Nine? Two thousand nine. Yeah. So uh and then I deployed three days later.
0: Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. See, that's why we didn't want it. It has nothing else to do yeah. to them. We didn't want to be alone. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And so, um, so then, uh, so that was 2009. I got out of the, I got out of the military in two, at the very beginning of 2014.
3: Okay. So, So, yeah, so so we
2: did the, yeah, we did the military family thing for three or four years. Yeah. Three or four years, went through several deployments together. And, um, we actually had our first son, Bennett, who's now nine, six months before I got out.
0: Wow. That's amazing, though, because then you got to watch him be, you know, who he is now in that journey as of a father. I can't imagine that's one of the things, too. I was like, I was raised in a military home, so I... I respected, I understand it, but I was often alone when my dad would deploy. Um, so I want to hear because there's this, this difference between when you got out and the time frame, obviously, of this 2017 encounter. But Amanda, as you were on this journey, how like deep was your relationship with the Lord? I think there's a lot of women I have conversations with that say, like I'm hard after my faith. I'm hard into a relationship with the Lord and my husband, my spouse is not. How did you witness to him? How did you you know you said you went to church, Brandon, you got saved when his family was there? like all of this stuff with her? I want to hear that side of your story,
1: yeah, so I grew up Baptist um and my personality is very much like I'm a go getter, like you tell me what to do, I'm gonna get it done. I love like a, you know a checklist, I want to get things done, and so. That's really how I viewed my relationship with God. It was like, okay, went to church, check. Like, I'm a good girl now, you know, got up early, did my devotion, check. And so like, there really wasn't this depth and relationship that I had with Jesus. There just wasn't. It was very surface level. Like I would sing the songs. I know the Bible. I've read lots of devotions and stuff, but it never really got in me and in my spirit. And so when Brandon had that encounter in 2017, I'm like, what is happening? Like, what are you talking about? You know, he's talking about being filled with the spirit and being set free from things. And I'm like, what's going on? You know, like
2: called her bawling my eyes out at two o'clock in the morning on the way home from this event, you know, and she's like, is this good or bad? Like what's happening? (laughs) She's like, are you okay? And I was just so full of joy that it was just like, you know, the Holy Spirit just, you know, just, you know, just came over me in a way that I literally just could not, you know, control my emotions. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so it was just like this empower. I feel like for both of us, it was this empowering, impactful, eye-opening experience that happened to me first and created. And I know you'll probably want to talk a little bit more about who I was the day that I went to that event and then who I was when I came home, you know, because of course anybody can share their testimony, but somebody who lives with the person and sees, immediate, oh, yeah. you know, transformation. Um, I feel like for me, that's validation and confirmation and a testimony, you know, and
0: absolutely. Um,
2: but yeah, just, uh, I feel like what happened to me, God did for both of us.
1: Yeah. yeah that's so good. I, and so when, yeah. when it happened, it, it then had me like, okay, what's going on, you know, and and it really, it opened up this whole new spiritual, spiritual world that like, we weren't seeing, you know, and we weren't experiencing and we weren't having the ability to participate in really. And so that really changed both of us. And so ever since then, like we have just had this deep connection, you know, meaningful, relationship with the Lord. And it's so beautiful. And, you know, I think about our business, you know, and I think about like, they would always talk about marketplace ministry. And, and it's like, when, when the scales are removed from your eyes, Mm -hmm. you see that it really is about helping people. Yeah. We just so happen to get paid in the process. Right. But We have the ability to impact so many people. And with our specific business, we have had multiple pastors tell us like, man, you guys have the ability to reach so many more people than I do. And it's humbling and it's a great responsibility. And it's such an honor that God would give us the ability to run a business and in turn get into people's lives and help them change, truly change. It's a beautiful thing. Well, what I am knowing
0: and hearing, especially comparative to what this pastor is saying, is the revelation that a lot of people might not ever walk into church, right? Mm-hmm. Especially you're not seeking yes. it. Brandon, you are going after success still. And you had mentioned a bit about like what you thought success was and how money was associated to that. And then you get into this space and the Holy Spirit just wrecks you in all the best ways and it transitions your ideas this is something i've been holding on to since our conference last year from success to sustenance and yeah. sustenance being everlasting and success being wavering And what is success even? And what is this idea of wealth versus rich? And um, understanding this and, and watching people take on this own new lens. Because really, when you take off the scales, like you're saying, which is a biblical reference for those that don't know it, this awakening that transpires, what you see with your natural eye is through the lens of the spirit. And so what people are hungry for, which often is this idea of success, this money, like I want to grow my business. And we get to see that they're growing and wanting this thing out of a place of trauma, out of a place of heartache, out of a place of trigger, like all of these other layers of self. And so I know that you guys probably have some wild testimonies of people who have been transformed outside of the health industry, but in the health industry. Right. Yeah. yeah. Share some of those.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, I'll share the most recent, so, uh, we have just an incredible, I don't want to use any names, obviously out of yeah, respect, this. but you know, we have an incredible, uh, couple that guys brought into our life, um, you know, through the, the business and the industry that we're in and, um, you know, we've we've always had a great relationship and they've created some really good success. You know, it's been amazing to watch them, uh, you know, replace an income, you know, create more time with their family, become entrepreneurs. You know, they were stuck in careers before and now they're doing their own thing and they've got a little bit more freedom, you know, which is so cool. But uh, God gave us the opportunity to share our testimony with them years ago. And it was kind of you know one of those promptings from the Holy Spirit, where it felt kind of awkward, but um, I always try to remind myself that delayed obedience is disobedience, mm-hmm. and so in that moment, I knew that I was supposed to, but I was like, "How is this going to fit <laughs> and good. so funny enough, you know the conversation actually went there,
3: yeah,
2: and we didn't force it to go there so and good. so you know, I was able to share the a more detailed version of the testimony that I just shared with you about that business event that I went to and how I was set free and, you know, my life was transformed and I started seeing the world through a new set of eyes and, you know, all of the things that were missing in my life were then filled, you know, not that as Christians, as spirit filled believers, we don't still struggle with things, Sure, the promised, obviously, but now we just know the ending. We know the real promise, you know? And so, um, so it's wild because it almost felt like it fell on deaf ears,
3: Yeah,
2: you know, but that was a seed planted. And these same people here recently went through a challenging season that would end most marriages, yeah and because we followed the prompting of God to share a couple of years prior, when all of those things happened in their marriage, they came to us mm. Because they kind of wondered, and, and of course, this isn't like, we're not putting ourselves on a, we're, we're just oh, two completely yeah. imperfect people that jack things up every single day, Yeah, you know, but because we were bold enough to share with them the truth about what set us free. And the only thing that we know can bring true value in our lives. We shared that with them in that moment, a couple of years later, they came to us and now, now Christ is at the center of their marriage. Mm-hmm. You know, not that you have to go to a physical building to be a Christian, but now they have their kids in church every weekend. And it's just so cool to see, you know, their faith is growing and they're becoming just such strong believers and they already are beginning to be transformed. And it's just it's really, really cool um, to get those types of opportunities. But I think one of the biggest compliments that Amanda and I get, and I don't even know what to ever say to anybody except for thank you. But people just say like, there's a lot of people who are in business who ungracefully try to weave in their faith. Yeah. And they're like, but man, you guys just seem to weave in your faith so effortlessly. And I think the reason why is because we're not trying to push anything on anybody. We're just sharing with people the source of any success that we've created. And the only thing in life that's really worth pursuing, which is a relationship with Jesus.
3: Mm -hmm. You know,
2: all the other stuff. I mean, we're going to leave this planet one day. We can accumulate whatever we want to accumulate. Have fun while we're here. Leave a legacy. Like, I I don't believe that God created the amazing things in this world just for some people to experience. Yeah. You know, we want to set our kids up financially. I mean, we want to make a difference here outside the four walls of our home financially. All those things matter. But, you know, I feel like within the last few years, Amanda and I stopped chasing commissions and we started chasing the great commission. Mm, so good. That's so good.
0: And I want to know because in this shift and, and sometimes when we're immersed and I say we're, I'm, I'm holding my hand up here. When we're uh, immersed in this like Christianese language all the time, like the Great Commission, right? I, some people have no idea what that is, right? Yeah. Um, or talking about um, spiritual eyes or talking about an awakening or talking about this Holy Spirit. We're talking about this pre-Brandon versus this post-Brandon, this pre-Amanda versus post-Amanda. Let's get let's get practical. And I loved you had brought this up, Brandon, before, but Amanda didn't have an opportunity to go into it as much. Talk to us about the transition and what happened, and what that transformation tangibly looked like, and some things that shifted in your home. Even I know parenting is probably a big part of that that changed. Um, what What did it look like before, and what did it look like after, and what were those noticeable changes that transpired in your all 's lives
1: so um, so i mean it 's crazy because like I was telling a friend this, like you know how like you say you like your husband is struggling with something, and he 's like and you You know, get on to him. And it's like, you know, please let's just stop, you know. So alcohol was one of those. And it's like, look, no, whatever, you do you. But like, I just felt this strong sense of like, we just don't need to be drinking anymore, especially because both of us come from a, you know, alcohol family generations. It's, you know, we can't just have one drink. Like, we drink the whole bottle and then we go buy more. Yeah, and so, yeah,
2: it wasn't for us. It wasn't a casual drink. I mean, you knew me back in the day. It was yeah. a, it was a heavy spirit of addiction. Is what yeah. it was.
1: Yeah, you know? yeah. And so for us, like, so whenever I got pregnant with Bennett, God just released me from that. And I'm like, well, I'm pregnant, so I can't drink, right? And so then I just never longed for another drop. And yeah. I learned, like, like you know, a lot of people are like, I have to have my glass of wine at night, and it's like that is so worldly, yeah. like. And it talks about in the Bible, how the peace that we get from God is unlike anything else that we can ever experience the rest. Like I'm so tired. I'm drained from a week. Like I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to go get a massage. Like those are so temporary, but long lasting peace comes from the father and in connection with him. And he can give us and fill us with all the fruits of the spirits and anything that we're lacking. And so Brandon, for example, like it was constant about drinking. Like, why do you have to feel like you need to drink a beer on Friday night? Like, can we just have a I mean, let's be real.
2: A lot of times it wasn't Friday.
1: (laughs) Yeah, right, right. Tuesday, Wednesday. I get it. I get it. I was there. Like, can we not just enjoy each other's company without having to drink something that's going to put us in another realm? Essentially is what happens. Yeah. It numbs us of what's happening and puts us somewhere else. And so, you know, we... Clashed on that a lot. Well, when he got changed, no more alcohol, no more anger, no more rage, no more fits. Like it wasn't just he stuck it out for a week and then fell back into this because he could no longer like muscle through to make me happy. Right. It was like instant change.
2: And it's so cool too because for the last six years, there hasn't even been like the slightest temptation.
0: Wow. So good. It's so crazy. Like yeah. for someone who comes from an addicted family as well, and I'm still seeing this um, destroy people, marriages, health, right? And I, I watched this from the outside looking in because I now get to be on the other side as well. Gary and I, same day, without conversation, haven't had a drop of alcohol since. Wow, same day. so cool. So wild. And it was a conviction through our children, actually, that my mama heart was like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. We're such advocates of health. We're such advocates of you have to put healthy things in your body. And when they ask the question of like, why can't I have that? Why isn't it adult drink and not a kid's drink? Can I have it? Because it's not healthy. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, well, that makes absolutely no sense. You're right. And it was that paired with that same day I had come home, it was like 4.30 and my daughter is like, oh, I'll get you a glass of wine.
3: Like Mm -hmm. she's four,
0: like that's not okay. Right. And so there was just, again, this so commonplace for our children to see us drink at happy hour or go to a brewery for your family day out or do these things that are so not commonplace with Christ. And that is that's a righteousness that that word is is basically you becoming right standing with God and knowing and actually following suit to the convictions of your spirit. It's no different than someone who is looking at porn, like, you know, right from wrong. And yet Mm -hmm. you do that thing and then you exist in shame in your intimate moments with your spouse because you haven't yet shared this information with them. And so it's all these things that seem like little things, but they compound to develop our character. And Mm so what other anger, rage, that's massive, right? These are huge conversations of emotional abuse that I'm, I'm sure were happening in your marriage, Amanda. You just kept coming up to the fight, coming up to the plate, being like, what you got for me today? And so Kudos to you for that endurance, right? Because that's not something that you had to endure, but you got to and look at the other side of it.
2: Yeah. Tamara, can I share something real quick with the listeners? So, yeah. so when we share our personal testimony of not drinking alcohol anymore, and you share your personal testimony and Gary's of not drinking alcohol anymore, I never want anybody to feel like we're ever condemning or judging yeah. or anything like that. I don't believe that there's anything wrong with somebody who can have a glass of wine if they okay. want to. Um, But for us, it couldn't be that.
0: Right. And, and it became. Said perfectly, it's not just one. It's not just Friday. Right. It's not just lighthearted, right? And it, it, people always say, Jesus drank. I'm like, I know Jesus drank. Yeah. But yeah. addiction was not in Jesus' lineage, or it yeah. was probably well in his lineage, but not from the Father, not direct yeah. from the yeah. Father. Mm-hmm. So I and, hear
2: it, and it became a sought after solution for yes. freedom from the turmoil that we were experiencing in our lives. And so, so we were so grateful for that problem to be removed, Mm -hmm. you know. But I just wanted to make it real clear, you know, before everybody starts tuning out, we're not judging anybody, you know.
0: It's so good. It well, and that is insert anything, insert anything that is essentially not Jesus. Which again, this sounds so Christian, (laughs) and I don't mean it to sound Christian in the religious spirit way. This is not. This is not us pointing fingers. This is us daily having to change, daily having to repent, daily having to say, you know what, Lord, it, it, should I be worried about that, that financial solution? Should I be trying to fix and create the, my team's you know development for finances and their family? No, 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 no. God, that's you. You are their provision. I am not their provider as their team leader, as their boss per se. And so that's one like just little fraction. I could go down the list of all the things that I'm talking and putting before the Lord every day today being one of them. That right. was one. So you got to on the spot. I repented this morning for this very thing Um, because I want people to know, like you said, it's no perfect people. And there are things that we're constantly in we're in the world, but not of the world, but the world presents things to us all the time. The enemy presents things to us. We have to
1: die to self and flesh
0: all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: So I would say you were asking about like, how did this play out with like parenting, all this stuff. And I would just say that, you know, instantly we were changed, but also instantly we didn't have all the answers. And so it was just, this beautiful journey of with the scales being off, looking at, okay, what does parenting like? What does TV shows look like? What does books that they're reading look like, right? Like what does all these different aspects in our life? And, you know, God always gives me this vision of an onion, you know, and like when you peel back, the onion and peel back the layers. He just is so good to give us revelations as we need them and as we can work through them. And so he's always talking to us, you know, saying, okay, just the other day, like I was like, okay, I felt God prompting me to really dive into discipline with our children because we have a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old and a three-year-old. And so we're like back in this, like, you know, he's like trying to use the razor, throws it, yeah. runs off. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my, you know, I'm so it's like, I'm back in this season and I'm like, God, how do you want me to discipline them? Mm-hmm. And so there was this book that was laid on my heart and I went to places that didn't have it. And I'm like, man, somebody really doesn't want me to get my hands on this book. Right. So anyways, I finally get the book and in it, you know, the first thing it says is, You know, the root word of discipline is disciple. Good. And that means to teach, Mm -hmm. not to punish and condemn. And I can't believe you did this again and all these other things. And it was just like this beautiful moment for us. And we're talking like years. So your answer is, I didn't know all the answers to parenting as soon as I was completely transformed. And we still don't. Yeah, of course.
2: The process of sanctification and, and yes. I mean, just like personal and professional growth is never ending. There, there is no pinnacle. There is no top, you know, this is no different. And so I think that regardless of the, you know, the, the subject of our life, the variable variable of our life that we're talking about, whether it's, you know, leadership, business, marriage, parenting, friendship, whatever. Yeah. Um, they're all never ending categories. And so I think we always talk about how the sanctification and maturity process is kind of like the refining of a precious metal. you know like the the longer that it's under heat, the more impurities will upwell and then you can skim them off the top. And I mean, okay. even right now, we're walking through a very challenging time, you know yeah. but the cool thing is is the farther along that we get and the more that we pull God to the center of our life and rely on Him and just lay these things down um, at the feet of Jesus the things that we're experiencing aren't any easier, but uh they're easier, if that yeah. makes any sense. Yeah. You know, because we have we you know, we have truth to follow. And so um
0: yeah. well and I think it's the Christ in you who deals with said situation rather than you, Brandon, or you, Amanda, it's like that Christ in Amanda is coming to the table. Christ in Brandon is coming to the conversation of discipline with your child to teach them and to rear them and to plant those seeds as we need to. Um, And so I, I see that. And I think that's what's so beautiful about this is the fact that you are laying down, being like, I don't know, Lord, but you do. And so I trust that you're going to come through on this one. And that's, that's a pre like pre, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a pre thought. It's a, it's a focus of prayer And having that forethought in prayer, rather than asking God to him, for him to fix said thing, it's more like, God, I thank you that you're already in this situation. I thank you that I have an opportunity to learn, teach me what it is that you would have me learn in this situation. And thank you for the completion of this story. Thank you that I don't have to be the one to fix it, that you're already the author and finisher of this specific story too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So good.
0: All right, we've got some news for you. We don't just come together to talk at one another. We also worship alongside one another. And our brother Jay, who is a part of this incredible movement, is also a vocal artist. And he's dropping a new song, or it's dropped by now. It's called Glory by Revival Music Co. And Jay is the lead singer, the vocalist, the one of the authors of the song. And when I asked him about it, he said the intention was to purify and declare a space for the Lord to move. And that's ultimately what the heart of the founder collective is it's to create spaces especially for founders who are doing the lord's work every single day and founded in him and there's this like dichotomy of being in the world and of the world every single minute of every single day and when you get a part of this song when you're immersed in it and you recognize the holy ground in which we stand and the holy ground in which the lord wants to have an encounter supernatural encounter with you it changes everything that you do and how you see the world and what your message Messages and how you're on mission every single day. So, all of that to say, you've got to come to FounderCon because you get to experience Jay worshiping alongside you, and just the sound of heaven that resonates in these conferences are incredible. But more so, today, right now, download the Glory Song by Revival Music Company by Jay Stallings, Joseph Stallings. It's going to blow your mind, maybe wreck you a little bit. So, be in a heart set to receive and a heart set to just thank the Lord, glorify Him. Glory, glory, glory to the Lord God Almighty. All right, y'all, back to the show. So let's shift a little bit out of this like intimate space, though everything comes from the intimacy of, especially as entrepreneurs, of our marriage, of our home front, of our internal relationship and personal relationship with Christ into this marketplace ministry, into how you're helping raise and rear leaders. Um, and doing so in this place of love and simplicity, right? I love that you said people, that's one of your biggest compliments is that you don't, you don't push your faith, but people get to see the way you walk out life and people get to see that transcendent peace and that joy. Um, and I have been told in a, in a scenario with the Lord, it was after a, a business and ministry conversation and conference that I hosted last year. And then following morning, the Lord told me that you're going to stand on top of the self-help industry. And I bring this up because Brandon, you had mentioned the personal and professional development realm. And I think that there's a big guise. It's like this, again, big tree with leaves, but no actual fruit. Yeah. And I would love to hear your take on how do you intermingle and how do you present something that the world has figured out as a, maybe a business principle or a personal development growth hack that actually has, I found, a foundation of Christ to it. How do you guys present that if faith isn't like the first thing that you're talking about?
2: Yeah. Do you want me to answer this? Okay. So I think the biggest thing um, in order for us to gain any trust or authority that we have to do is build relationship with a person. You know, I mean, we can't just come in preaching, obviously. And so, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, quite honestly, I mean, when we first got started in the, the business space, when we first got started as entrepreneurs, I learned very quickly that my level of success was going to be dictated by my level of leadership and personal development because John Maxwell says leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. Right. And so, I knew if I wanted to grow my influence and I wanted to influence more people to do business with me, then I had to grow my leadership. So, um, I did follow a very worldly path. I mean, I read 56 personal development books my first year in business and it just transformed my mindset. And it was like all this weird stuff was coming out of my mouth that I never said before, you know, and because we're going to speak what we consume mentally, yeah. right? And so, um, so I'm so grateful for kind of like the traditional path. But the reality is there's a lot of very uh, educated people who are still not producing fruit in their business or their life. And there's a lot of people, even that we work with today, who, you know, they're very educated when it comes to personal growth. They're very well read. Um, they've done the course. You know, they've done all these things. But how many people do we know that exist that they'll invest in the course, they'll invest in the retreat, they'll invest in the coaching, they'll invest in all these things. Yet still something is missing and that thing is results. And, you know, I think that the advantage that we have from a mentorship perspective is we do see the world through spiritual eyes. And so when I see this person who um, I know one of the things, one of the questions that we answered on your questionnaire prior to coming on this podcast was, you know, like, you know, what's your greatest initiative or like tell us a little bit about your story or bio or whatever. And, you know, Amanda and I, uh, we feel like, you know, God has really created us to help people realize that they have limitless potential, limitless God-given potential, limitless meaning free of limitations. And most most of those limitations are either self-imposed in our mindset. Our self-imposed limitations are going to come from things that have happened to us or been spoken over us in the past, right? Those are our self-imposed limitations. Our lack of belief isn't because we don't believe in ourselves. It's because we don't believe that we can create different results than what we came from or have experienced so far in our life.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Right. And so it's either self-imposed limitations, it's limitations put on us by other people or it's spiritual limitations. And so, you know, when we, when we look at like working with somebody and I feel like I've got kind of gone off into left field here, but like working with somebody and helping them realize their potential, it's so much more than just read this book or execute on these different tasks. It's, You know, really getting in and and being a a mental mentor and really, you know, through relationship, through building trust and credibility, through investment of time, you know, through, um, you know, really connecting with these people like, you know, soul to soul, spirit to spirit. um, We have the ability to help them maybe begin to look a little bit deeper at what could be the actual limitation. And a lot of times that leads to the breakthrough. It's not the surface level read the book, get the result, go to the course, get the result. There's a lot of people who are very, very highly skilled who are still not producing a lot of results in the business or entrepreneur space. And I think a lot of times it's because the reality is we're never going to create something in real life that we haven't first believed that we can create in our mind. And so when we can kind of re- remove those mental blocks by working through these things, they're off to the races.
1: Yeah. So good. I mean, do you want to add anything? Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking about one of our best friends that he's truly done this with. She showed up to the business, you know, looking to lose weight and make some money. And, um, and she just had a very, very, very difficult upbringing, like super traumatic, really difficult. And, um, It's just been beautiful to be able to work with her in business and help her lose the weight and be a more present mom. And, you know, she's been able to close the doors of her hair salon and now she's full time with her business and homeschooling her babies. And they moved to Florida and like, you know, it's just amazing. But it's funny because we have this joke where when she feels like she's on the struggle bus, she's like, Brandon, I need a coaching call. (laughs) <laughs> so it's, it's this joke, like I need a coaching call. And so what he does so beautifully is he's able to connect with our teammates, you know, and they're like, I'm struggling in my business in this area or that area or this area. And he's just able to come in and just love on them and say like, you know, the root of this is actually this. You know, and he's able to help direct them and lead them and guide them. And it's so it's just, it's this funny inside joke that, you know, whenever anybody on the team is struggling, she'll be the first one to say, like, reach out to Brandon, you need a coaching call. (laughs)
2: You no, know, and, know, though, and the, the funny thing is is it, but it's not me. And that's, the, that's the thing is it's yeah. not me. And and that's one of my prayers every single day is like, God, use me as a vessel today.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You know,
2: like I fully surrender all my conversations. I'm just a vessel for you. I'm your microphone. Show me who to talk to, you know, like help me identify what it is that people are struggling with so that we together can help them create breakthrough. And it's that partnership between us and the Holy Spirit, you know, that allows us to get in there and and have these these types of experiences with people, you know?
0: Well, probably sounds so that. crazy yeah. that, to
2: people who might not be on the same same spiritual wavelength yet, but I promise well, I'm not like- this is the cool thing about here. this
0: podcast is, right, we're, we're ranked in the top for faith and spirituality, but we're also ranked in the top for business. And yeah. so there's not other podcasts in this sector doing the exact same thing. And that's why it's a calling in. Someone was mentioning this earlier. They're like, Tamara, last week we were talking about Instead of calling people out, we were calling people up. And then she said, instead of calling people out, Tamara, you call people in. And I think that's truly what you guys have done. And that's like such a testament to how you've nurtured the Holy Spirit through this season is you've just put all eyes on him and he, and, or the spirit, right? People like, is it a she? I'm like, no, it's not a she, but we'll just talk about it. the Holy Spirit is <laughs> literally giving you these revelations and this opportunity that when someone comes, you don't know their situation from Adam and you can find out and see with those spiritual eyes, his eyes into what the spiritual root is. That's a prophetic anointing. That's an apostolic anointing when it comes to the business and the visionary side of what it is that you guys do, giving people this, this ability to see what their future could be before they've even started constructing it. And so I wanted to mention one other thing, because I got to see this from um, a firsthand experience as being a social media follower of your all's, is the, the spiritual weight that is associated to our physical weight. And when you mentioned that about one of your friends and watching the health journey, I have a lot of people in my community and I was actually talking and I won't name drop specifically this person because I'm one removed and I would hate for that to get back to them in this way. But there are leaders that I look up to and you may or may not have mentioned their name while we're talking. And I look up to them in their wisdom well, like immensely but they don't have the physicality that I believe should match their spirituality, emotional ability. I don't need them to have an eight pack. I don't need them. I don't need the exterior like glitz and glam, but I need them to be healthy. Because I need their wisdom to be one that lasts much longer than their age or much longer than their health or their body allows them to. And so, talk to us about how important the health side is to what you guys have done and the transformations that I know as a mama, Amanda, we put on the weight, we take the weight off, we put on the weight, we take the weight off when we're having babies. But this is something that I know Brandon went through personally as well with that transformation.
1: Yeah. So, again, back to the onion. And the things that God reveals on our path. And that's just something that he, like you said, awakened us to was, you know, what are you putting in your body? And it's like, what, you know, the things that you're grabbing off the shelf and you're putting in your grocery cart, like, what is this stuff? What's in them? What's inside of it? You know? And so that was just a huge realization, but also just knowing like, it's no secret that like, we love the holy chicken, like Chick-fil-A is so good. (laughs) but like, we don't feel good after we eat it. You know, we drop some nuggets and sling back a shake. And like the next morning we are feeling rough, right? It's like that Chick-fil-A hangover. And so we know that if we consume, here's like, it's a circle. Okay. And I I teach this in my coaching course. Like if you consume bad, you're going to feel bad. You're not going to want to work. You're not going to want to, you know, you're going to be short tempered because you're going to be tired. You're going to be sluggish. You're not going to feel good. And so it's literally this domino effect. Yeah. And so like what I love to teach and encourage moms is taking care of you is taking care of your family. And like, it is time to take yourself off the back burner and put yourself on the main stove burner. And like, you have got to pay attention to the things that you're consuming are you getting sunlight? Are you walking? Like, I don't need you. Like you said, you don't need a six pack and you don't need to go kill yourself at the gym seven days a week. But like, let's put some miles on the tires. Like let's get out there and get some fresh air and walk. And like, and you're not neglecting your family or your business or anything, but you have to have this balance. Right. And me and Brandon love to talk about priorities. You know, they're like, how do you do everything? And it's like, well, we, we have our priorities. We have our faith, our marriage, our kids, right. And then our business and everything else. And so in that is ourself okay. and making sure that I am getting to soak in the tub for 20 minutes if I need it, you know, to take yeah. that brain break where yeah. I'm just listening to worship music or just sitting there, you know, in silence. And so it's full circle though. It's your, it's your nutrition, it's your hydration, it's your exercise, it's getting out in the sun, it's putting the screens away, you know? And so I think that's so important for just how we function on a day-to-day basis.
2: And I think that when you're, you know, so a, a lot of what has to do with whether or not we ever achieve a goal is the purpose behind achieving the goal. Right. Like, what's the main driver? And for the longest time after I got out of the military, I mean, I've always been physically, I've always been in pretty good shape. When I was in the military, being in great shape was a part of my job. I had to be able to perform well, carry heavy things, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. do hard tasks. And so when I got out, though, we got so consumed with business that I started to kind of let my nutrition go, pack on some pounds. And for a long time, you know, I would chase a number on a scale because, I mean, it was self-righteous reasons. It was like, I want to be at a certain body fat percentage so that I look good to the world essentially is what it was. And, and, you know, there's been this like transformation in my mindset recently, and it's never felt so effortless just to stay on track with nutrition. Most of the time to get my workouts in most of the time, we're not perfect. We're not going to hold ourselves to these ridiculous, you know, rigid expectations of ourselves or anybody else. We're going to do what we can when we can with the time that we have, um, but it's so much easier to make it a priority when I think about longevity of life, when I think about level of energy, when I think about modeling the behavior to our children and to the people who follow us in business and life of what right looks like. You know what I mean? So, so thinking about it less for, um, you know, less from a from a, a perspective of physical appearance and more from a perspective that actually matters, um, not only has helped me get into a pattern of doing healthy things, but I know now that it's not going to be a struggle to keep it up for the long term. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know? And I, I, I just want to circle back to the whole conversation, the simplicity factors. And I think the priority piece to that, Amanda, that you mentioned is one of the crucial things that a lot of people don't talk about. And we think so often about, the goal that we have uh, ahead of us or the thing that we want. Again, it goes back to like, what are you reaching for every single day? Because what you're reaching for and what you're obtaining today is going to be just compounded and maximized a year from now, 10 years from now. And if it's not things of good nature, if it's not things that are healthy, it's going to show. And the priorities associated to what do you want? Why do you want it? And what's of godly nature rather than just good. One of the things Gary and I always do specifically for our kids. And even when we're creating business decisions or decisions for our marriage or family things, we'll ask, is it good? Is it safe? And is it for God? And if you can answer yes to all three of those things, then you should do it. And it's a it's a safe bet, right? And a bet being that like God's got you. But if it's good and safe and not for God, bad idea. You're going to get yourself in a bind. If it's God for God and safe but not good, it's going to be something very similar, right? And so you have to analyze these three things and recognize what's going to become if you make this decision and all three aren't in alignment. And it's really proven, especially for our kids that the things of the world can be good and safe. But if they're not of God, it's not yeah. going to serve you in the long run. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's really
3: yeah. Good. again, that.
0: simple. So I am. I, we can keep talking forever, especially because there's two of you. I feel like I was like trying to maximize time here. But this has been so rich and so good and so many nuggets for people. I hope you're taking notes on how you can activate because it wasn't just them sharing their story. It was them revealing their story and giving you the, the piece of the pie that you need healthy pie, in order for you to be able to have that longevity and sustenance associated to not only just personal goals, relational goals, marital goals, parental goals, and success of what that looks like from a business perspective. How can people get involved in what it is that you're doing, come into further connection with you? They might be thinking right now, I need one of those coaching calls and I don't do one on one coaching anymore. So I'm pointing you to Brandon. (laughs) Brandon Forbes is your man. (laughs) <laughs> Tell yeah, us so, how we can get connected with you guys.
1: Yeah, so um I think we gave you the link to both of our Facebook pages. That's what we're That's on cool. most. So you can hop over to Facebook. Feel free to send us a message. We would love to connect with you guys. Um, and I, right now I'm launching, I've launched a course. So this is going to be the second time around. Um, so it's a ladies course only. So it's for women and it's called the freedom lifestyle blueprint. And it's a signature course. It's six weeks. And basically I dive into all these really in depth areas of our life. So like faith, nutrition, health and wellness, um, family, self-fulfillment, and different things like that. Um, and it's just awesome. We meet once a week. Um, have, you have homework, right? Because the homework is something that you will do, implement. We talk about it the next week. And so I've got that going on right now. Um, and then, of course, our business, you know, as well.
2: Yeah. And so um, we also do, you know, one-on-one uh, business and breakthrough coaching as well. We're really selective with who we work with because we want to make sure that. Whoever it is that we're working with, we can serve them well and help them experience whatever it is that they're wanting to experience. Um, But we do, you know, uh, free assessment calls. You know, we can hop on the phone, have a conversation. uh, And then, you know, once we know what you're involved in, what it is that you're wanting to accomplish and what your major hangups are, the ones that you can identify currently anyways, um, our goal is to help you break through, not just to the next level in your business, but the next level in your life. Yeah,
0: come on. And there's so much more than just business, right? Y'all, all all you entrepreneurs out there, there are other parts to your life than just entrepreneurship. (laughs) Hopefully this revealed that more than anything else. And the answer and the biggest part is Jesus. And Mm -hmm. so thank you guys so much for pouring out and pouring in and just for your vulnerability and the struggles that you've gone through, but also uh, the sanctuary that's been built because of him it's so good he surely got the glory in this conversation and i hope that you guys get connected with brandon and amanda forbes on all social platforms specifically facebook and tag us if you're listening to this and tell us what your biggest takeaway is because there was a lot of golden nuggets you guys are the best i cannot wait to get our families together and have another full circle moment uh, it's going to be sweet thank you guys
2: yeah absolutely thanks tamra
0: it. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Faith team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith way.
2: Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith.
3: Then he grins and says, do you trust me? Because together.